This is the Life School Podcast, episode number 184, and today we're going to discuss the spiritual metaphor of sowing and reaping when it comes to seeing people come to faith. Is it possible to do any reaping if people before us have never done the sowing? Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hello, my brother. Good to, good to be with you. Good to be doing this. Man, I love yeah. the show. I love doing the podcast. It's fun, right? It's the, my favorite it's my favorite thing I think that I get to do consistently. I mean that and coaching. I love I love coaching folks, but yeah. man, it's fun doing this show. You know what? You know what else is fun? I just I just got a picture of my son Caesar with his son Caesar, which is Caesar 5, the lineage. at their first Bears game. Wow, man. Right, we're from Chicago. Sure. Some of our listeners know that, some don't. Live out in Seattle area now, but uh, long-term, long-time Bears fan, though I'm really a Seahawks fan now, but um, my son is hardcore Bears, and so here he is with his little, like, you know, not even one-year-old son <laughs> at the Bears game. That's awesome. You want to know how, how foolish I am? When you said Chicago Bears, I just Googled, like, I just wanted to make sure that was football, because I thought it could be basketball, because I'm... Wow. You are a sports nerd. I'm sorry, man. Or I, dork or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I know like, you know, what's the SNL sketch about the Bears that was huge, you know, like some Chicago. The Chicago aluminum foils. Like, who's, <laughs> what sport would that be? <laughs> well, it looks like they're having a good time though. You show me the picture. Oh my gosh. Fun. They're losing their mind over at Soldier Field, which oh. there's no soldiers at Soldier Field. <laughs> Not anymore, at least. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, soldiers, we got a great <laughs> review. A soldier of the of the podcast, I guess. I don't know. Tammy15, who says, well, I'm all caught up on the podcast. Blown away by the information. Look forward to implementing. Binged right through it. That was amazing, right? It's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Blown away by the information. Look forward to implementing many of the things I've learned. I long to see this kind of community where I live, That it, this transformation that exhibits the power of God. I'm sad that I'm all caught up. However, the replayability is astounding. So good. Keep replaying. That's awesome. They can listen over and over and over. That's so nice, Tammy15. Yeah, you know, maybe if you just put your headphones in while you sleep and just play all the episodes, you can it just... No, it's humbling, isn't it, brother? It's so humbling. To yeah. Just that, you know, someone's going to binge through that stuff. Well, we were just talking too offline. I mean, what, we've been at this now a year and a half, and we're getting reviews from all over the world. Like, it's just, it's weird. I know. Like, we're sitting in Gig Harbor, Washington. I love it. And the, and the thing, the thing, you know, we don't get paid for this, right? And we're no. not big enough to even get any ginormous sponsors or anything. <laughs> Anybody out there want to sponsor us, though, and you want to yeah. get your message across? You send me an email. We are so happy to take take some sponsorship. and get, <laughs> But we, pro, I don't know if that'll ever happen. But, yeah. you know what? Like, Tammy15, just telling us what they're doing and all that. That is that. And it's so worth it and getting uh, in the facebook group and people leaving these reviews so yeah, yeah join the facebook group get on there search up the life school podcast boom be yeah. a member we'll join you. the conversation yeah. with us love this man that's all the payment i need <laughs> no <laughs> it's a blast so you will reap yeah oh there we go transition again wow. you're the king of transitions here i'm, I'm doing it hey so we talked uh a little bit. So this this concept came from a Facebook post you actually put in the, the Life School group a while back when we were trying to figure out some new shows to talk about. And, and I read something. I read something about people like going, you know, I'm 
I prefer the reaping, but who's doing sowing or something like that. You yeah. Know? And I was like, like oh, I thought about that. Yeah. And you put it out there and people jumped on it. And yeah. so uh, yeah. it gained a lot of traction. Um, yeah. We'll dig out a few of the, the comments from that stream uh, as we talk about this today. Yeah. Well, but let's I, jump in. Why don't you tell us a bit about well, this I wonder teaching. when we talk about sowing and reaping a harvest, if we're actually looking at the wrong metric. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we say that, like, like I grew up with that, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a farming metaphor, sure. right? obviously from scripture. There's a ton of agricultural rep, just like there's a ton of military and they're, they're metaphor, they're, sure. right? Um, and there's, there's several of those, but I, I kind of wonder like, have we looked at this whole metaphor through our non-agriculture or westernized eyes or not, never really understood it? Like, what is the harvest when Jesus talks about sowing and reaping and, you know, we'll look here um, in Matthew 9. What is the harvest? Because um, hmm. that makes that makes a big difference of like what we think is sowing then and reaping. Like if, you, if you're trying to reap, you know, say apples, sure. <laughs> but you didn't sow apple seeds, then you're probably going to be, you're going to have trouble. So anyway, let's just take a look at this for a second, right okay. at the top here. I, I want to, I kind of want to. I'm going to upset the apple cart here to, to stay with an agricultural <laughs> metaphor. Jesus, uh, Jesus says this in Matthew 9, okay? Well, first, let's set the table here a little bit. Um, he's performing in, in Matthew 9 all kinds of miracles. They go through miracle after miracle. And he's proving his deity, okay? It starts out, he's uh, he's forgiving and, and healing a paralyzed man, right? Then then you get him uh, being like hassled by the Pharisees about his fasting. And then he, he raises a girl from the dead and he sure. heals a sick woman and he's hassled a little bit more and they don't understand him. And then he heals a blind guy and and, a, and the mute. And, and then, you know, then he starts talking about this whole harvest and reaping and sowing metaphor that, that we're going to talk about today. So that's kind of what's going on when he says what he says here. Okay. okay. He says, um, uh, in verse 35, it goes on, Matthew's reporting, he says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. So that's in verse 35, that's sort of the summary of everything we saw in chapter nine, verses one through 34. Sure. And, and then it goes on and says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. So notice his, notice his attitude, Jesus's attitude about why is he doing all this stuff? Because he has compassion on these mm. people. Okay. So, because they're harassed and they're helpless. Now, it's interesting because Matthew, in his narrative here, he sprinkles in Jesus being harassed like crazy. <laughs> okay? okay? And he says, and Jesus sees these people, and they're like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We've all heard this. We've heard sure. this since we were little kids in Sunday school. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And okay. it's from this and other verses that we kind of come up with this reaping and sowing, right? Interesting, yeah. Sowing and reaping. That's really probably the way I should say it, that order. But let's pick this apart a little bit. Jesus is, he's, he's healing like crazy and Matthew's like reporting on it and he goes like, okay, and, and he's reporting on Jesus being hassled as well by the Pharisees. Right. Um, in fact, at one point they say that what he's actually doing is demonic because he's not hurting people over to the temple to load them up with the law. Hmm. Awesome, right? <laughs> but he's notice what he's doing. He's healing them and he's restoring things. And people we know in other miracles are being fed sure. and their needs are being met. And he he feels like they're 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 harassed and helpless. And it says the harvest is plentiful, meaning there's loads of people out there that are, are that feel this way, but the workers are few. Hmm. 
what kind of work are we talking about? Now, when I was a kid, that was always extrapolated to mean you got to get out and you got to witness. That's the workers. You got to like proclaim, right? That's what I was told. Right, yeah. And and then ask the Lord of the harvest. Who's that? Jesus is talking about himself here. So he's the Lord. That's key, right? Therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Now, he doesn't say go out and send out workers into the sowing field. He says into the harvest field. Hmm. Does that mean that the way Jesus sees it, because he says the harvest is plentiful, that a lot of sowing work has already been done by harassment and helplessness and just the way of the world? Hmm. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah, I've never thought about that. Because I've I've always come to this like, you know, ask Jesus to send out workers. So like, that's it, man. Let's get a handful of tracks and the bullhorn. We're going down to the mall. You know, it's like, let's get <laughs> sure. after it, right? <laughs> but Jesus is saying, hey, the harvest is already plentiful, hmm. but hardly anybody's out harvesting. What's So then what's the harvest? Is it getting people to say a prayer and get them to church? Let's see. How many verses do we have Jesus showing us that model? Zero. Yeah, none. Right. So what I want to ask in light of that then is are are you not you personally, but we, you know, the collective you, are you looking to close the deal with people? Is that what you think the harvest is huh. or give your life away? Oh. You know, are Two you looking totally different? Things, are you yeah. looking to get a decision for Christ? Quote unquote, you won't find that in scripture either, by the way, or invite people out of being harassed and helplessness into your family where they can be cared for, God's family, hmm. with you, and then you lay your life down for them like Jesus did. Yeah, That's what Jesus is. The harvest is plentiful. Lots of people need that, but there's hardly anybody willing to lay their life down and invite people into the family with them and serve them with their lives. Huh. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send workers into the harvest field. They're already there. Yeah, They're already there. So when we talk about sowing and reaping, hmm, I think we've got to understand that metaphor and maybe change the metric a little bit. It's way more on the reaping side, meaning some sowing must have been done already. Yeah. (laughs) Right? You know, one of the things that you mentioned even at the top of this episode was that uh, you made a comment like, all of us want to do the reaping, yet perhaps for years there's been very little sowing out ahead of us, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you think this is the case? And what's causing you personally to see things from this perspective? Well, for one, just reading the text, (laughs) it's amazing if you try to take and strip away the preconceptions, like, and just go, what did Jesus actually say in model? Yeah, I heard it a hundred times, and that's a whole different take. Yeah, right. And so, um, has there been any sowing? Now, I don't want to say that there's no sowing of seeds, to stick with the metaphor that there's no sowing of seeds in people's lives. Okay. okay? Uh, What would it look like to sow a seed in someone's life? Um, I think it's it's building relationship, modeling what God's really like. I think it's asking good questions. I mean, what what else could it mean to sow seeds? A seed is something that once placed into the ground and unseen sort of begins to produce fruit and life. Okay. Okay. So... Is is there is there sowing out ahead of us? Well, I think Jesus is saying there's been a ton of sowing out ahead of you. Just the stuff of life and self-love and fear and brokenness and all that. Because he's saying the harvest is plentiful. He's hmm. not saying, you know why there's, no, there's nothing to harvest? Because you guys didn't get out and plant and water. Sure. Ask the Lord of the harvest. In other words, who, <laughs> the one who created the people and prepared their hearts yeah. to send workers out to just scoop it up. I tell people this all the time. We we tend to think that evangelism, which I think is ex, you know, just you know, completely linked with discipleship and evangelism, I think it's one big continuous loop. Um, we think it's like 
hard and we have to go out into the field and just yank on raw fruit till it, you know like you ever been <laughs> apple picking like in the fall yeah they're falling off. I mean, yeah. half of them are on the ground. You, you know, I remember holding up Justine when she was a little kid with a basket, little you know, little wooden basket, and we're out apple picking. All she had to do is get the basket near it, bump into it, tap it. But yeah, they're all over the they're place. They're just falling off, right? Yep. That's the picture. When Jesus says the harvest, like the field is white hmm. for harvest, you ever run through a, literally a white harvest field of grain? Mm-mm. It's all up in your eyes and hair. It's, it's just ready. Huh. This is what he's saying. He's like, are you kidding? People are so sowed just from life and pain and brokenness and the work of the spirit that's gone ahead of you. We just need yeah. harvesters. Wow, man. And so I grew up, though, thinking it's like, well, I want to be the person to lead them to Christ. You know, everybody's yeah. like, I'd rather do that than so. Well, the truth is, I, I would rather just lead them in a prayer and be done with them and they can go to church from now on. And you know what sowing is? It's laying your life down. Sure. That's what sowing it is. That's why I asked that question. And and is there sowing out ahead of us? Yeah, but I, I don't think there's I don't think there's a lot of people who have laid their lives down to model Christ, myself included, too often, uh, model Christ and sow the seeds of this is what dad's like. Yeah. That's what Jesus was doing with all the miracles. That's why this is all tucked in that whole list of miracles. He's showing this is what God's like, this is what dad's like, this is what life's in the kingdom's like. Then we need harvesters. We need people to go out and say, okay, now walk with me, and I'm going to help you move from unbelief to belief in all these areas of life. That's good, man. And I think I think it's sowing and reaping, bro, is an ongoing cycle, like on a farm. Think about it. Any farms you know where it's like, yeah, we went and harvested up the grain once. Yeah. Nope. Next year, there'll be more. Yeah. Next year, we're going to plant, and there's going to be more, right? Or or the opposite, right? We just plant every year after year after year, and the it grows. And no dies. harvesting. Yep, yeah. No harvesting. So if we're helping people move from unbelief to belief in every area of life, that's what discipleship is. That's the mission we're sent on. Then there will there will be then there will need to be sowing in every area of their life, meaning doing life and laying our life down with them in every area of life. Not just sitting next to them in a, in a pew hearing a message. Not just handing them a track. Not just next to them in their go to heaven spiritual needs, yeah. but we're going to have to do harvesting, sowing and reaping, harvesting in absolutely every area of their life. Remember, discipleship, the only mission, helping people move from unbelief to belief in every area of life. People think reap, I want to reap, meaning the big reap. Yeah, They said the prayer, they're in. Yeah. What about the reaping of, you know, they used to be completely locked up in fear around their sexual identity yep. because of the way they were raised and some abuse in their life and some other things that had gone down and confusion and people in their ear and an enemy and all that. They've actually moved from unbelief to belief. We were able to help harvest yeah. their identity to the point that they're starting to believe that what God says about them is true. Hmm. And that he loves them and it's beautiful. Oh, but but they're still lost. They're still going to hell someday. Well, that's a different part of the the redemption. And that's a different part of the reaping and the sowing and the harvesting. Well, yeah, but that's the important one. I don't know. Jesus was harvesting. Just go back to to Matthew 9 and look at all the different areas that he was sowing and then reaping that affected all their different areas of life. He never once brought up with those people and those things. Like what they had to stop doing and where they needed to go on Sunday and all that kind of stuff. The sowing and reaping is an ongoing cycle of the truth being proclaimed and displayed 
And the harvesting is then helping people move from unbelief, what they thought the world and God was all about, to belief in the truth of what he's done for them in every area of life. That's ongoing. So you're kind of, I think you're doing both and, just like evangelism, discipleship is, you know, it's you disciple people to the faith and discipling them from unbelief to belief in the gospel. So that's how they're all connected. It's not like evangelism gets them to a point and then you disciple them. We've talked about this before. I think this whole reaping and sowing follows the exact same sort of continuum. And you're going to be sowing and reaping and reaping and sowing and in the whole loop in every area of life. But again, great hope because Jesus said, pray for harvesters, people that will lay their life down and go out and help bring that in in every area of people's lives. One of our mutual buddies says, when he was commenting on your Facebook post, he said, I think we focus on reaping so much because reaping is where the action and excitement are. Like seeing the fruit of our labor is kind of the posture we take when it comes to this sort of stuff. Yeah. Again here, you know, I I like Chino's question, but I think it reveals that we have this wrong understanding in the church of what the harvest actually is and what Jesus talked about. We see one point of harvest is they said a prayer, they're saved. Yeah. Harvest complete. Saved in what area of their life, right? There's all these areas of life that need to be saved to move from unbelief to believe sure. what's true of God, that he would be glorified in all things. <sighs> Man, I feel like such a broken record, Heath, with this stuff, but it's so core to the whole thing. So I love his question, but I think it does reveal that we don't really understand what Jesus was talking about there. Mm. And when our metric is wrong, then we define the win incorrectly. Yeah. So sure, it seems like where the action is. If you have one metric, it's like, did you get a person to say the prayer? Did you get them to say the prayer? Did you get them to say the prayer? Yeah, sure. Then the only win is that. So it's like, which side of the field do you want to be in? The side where people are saying the prayer. That's what I want to get to do. Right. But what if what if the sowing and reaping looks more like laying your life down and walking with people in community and being vulnerable and and fighting and forgiving and you know being humble and seeking forgiveness and helping people move from unbelief to belief in every area of life? including their eternal salvation and who's Lord and who's God and who's King and who's not. Well, that's very, very different. Sure. So then you go, I want to be where the action is, then be involved in discipleship. Yeah. The action is, is, what, is exactly what Jesus did. Invest your life into people, give your life away, and help them move from unbelief to belief about what's true about God and now true about them. That's where the action is. Yeah, and that's a, right. Not this not false a understanding of, quote, the harvest. Sure. That that you can't find a scripture once. Yeah. Jesus, watch this, boys. I'm about to do some harvesting. Invite me into your heart. And you just said that to everybody. You know, like just you don't see it. Doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, I think our buddy Nick on Facebook had some wisdom when he wrote something about Greg Kukul, I think is how you say it. Kokel. Uh says that his goal is just to put a stone in their shoe. And he says, I think it releases a lot of people knowing that it's not our job to save people. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Say that again. Our goal is just to put a stone in people's shoes, like just to give it a little bit of (laughs) irritation. That's some of the sewing, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because it releases uh, a lot of people who who think that their job is to save people. Like that is the work of the Holy Spirit, not ours, right? Something that stood out to me uh, from that is how that there's an ongoing work there. The way you've lived, something you've said, a question you've asked, the way you've modeled something, the way you've forgiven somebody, the way you've advocated for a, a you know a person who's a knucklehead or the broken, you know, or whatever, or sought justice and mercy on behalf of people who can't, um, becomes that stone. Hmm. And our job is to you know th- that's the sowing part, and the reaping is to help them then move. You know, we want to say across the line of faith. It's like yeah, but in every area, not just one. Yeah. Well, and I think Nick's right, because he does say, like, far too many people put an emphasis on the salvation moment. Yeah, that's the atonement issue. Yeah, Yeah. that's the atonement issue. 
Because there's how many salvation moments do you have as you move from unbelief to belief in every area of life? A boatload. We are saved and we are being saved, right? Yeah, exactly. And so uh, when we think we've hit this one moment, then we get to drop them because we think our work's done. And see that exactly. And, and boom, Nick, you're nailing it again. Is that if, if we have this false understanding of sowing and reaping what the harvest is, then exactly. And that's, you know, I, that's kind of the church I grew up in, bro. Yeah. Is once you raised your hand, I see that hand. Right, yeah. said the prayer. There was zero discipleship. There was nothing. Yeah. That, there was. They didn't almost even care if you showed up at youth group anymore at that point because, yeah. boom, they you know that's where the action was. They yeah. got you. you yeah. know, they got one. Click. Maybe, maybe baptism would be like the final seal, and then it's like hey, Ooh, we, yeah. we don't have to see them again yeah. for fifty years. They got saved back in eighty two. Oh, and they had the creepy baptismal window up behind the choir loft. It was just like. Uh, curtain would open up like twice a year you know and people <laughs> in these, like 40 man. year old robes that have just been <laughs> hang dried forever from the baptismal water and you're like yeah <laughs> so creepy man. oh man so i think that uh i think that what you're calling us to is like living lives that demand a gospel explanation right rather than exactly man are is the way you're living is the is the words dripping from your mouth we just talked about it uh, in, in what, one or two episodes back about this idea of, of, uh, moving from normal conversation to spiritual yeah, conversation. Exactly. Yeah, it was episode 183, last yep. episode. Yeah. And so it's like, is the way you're talking, is the way you're questioning and, 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 and bearing with one another, is the way you're investing your life, your time, your patience, your attitude, is your life demanding a gospel explanation? And, and if you've never had anybody say, why do, why do you and your wife live this way? Hmm. Like, how come you and your, all your friends are constantly serving people? And when you get, you know, shat upon, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sure. then uh, when someone like just on you, um, why are you gracious about it and awesome? Yeah. Like, like if our lives are not demanding a gospel es- explanation and we're trying to wedge in a closing of the deal and we're wondering why it never works, mm. you know, that, that sense, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe there's a little insight there for us. Hey, we um, let's go to the big three, right? Those are the three takeaways we want people to get from this episode. And there's a lot because before we, we go to them, I, I mean, I just I, I feel like we're all over the place a little bit on this topic because like I'm just I'm swimming in it, man. Because we've so not understood Matthew nine and what the harvest is, and when we get those hmm. we get that wrong. We create false metrics, and then we start beating ourselves and other people up because they're not hitting the mark. Sure, a mark that's not even a mark and doesn't exist, and it wasn't what Jesus modeled, and it's not even what he said. Go back, please reread Matthew 9 and a bunch of the rest of Matthew. Yeah. All right, big three. All right, man, big three. This is the three takeaways we want you to get from this episode. And again... If nothing else, right? Yeah, if nothing else, you can at least walk away with this. And there is a lot, because even today, I've, I've found a reframing in... You've heard about sowing and reaping my whole life, and I remember the old flanograph with, you know, like the guy <laughs> carrying a basket of, of seeds, and then in his other hand, he had a basket of, like, you know, produce, and it was like... yeah. Such a terrible, terrible analogy, but you can get the big three by going... I like to... corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always corn. It's always corn. Tomatoes and corn. You get the big three by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 184. Caesar, what are the big okay, three? Okay, here we go. Week? Big three for episode 184. Um, change your metrics and how you define the harvest. Mm. Helping people move from unbelief to belief in connection to who God is and what he's done in and through Jesus and what is now true of us, that's the central focus of the harvest. Sure. The harvest is a harvest of disciples, people who are moving from unbelief to belief and showing the world what God's like. Don't settle for a harvest of occasional church attenders and people who purchased what they believe to be fire insurance. Hmm. Just that's don't good, settle man. for that. 
go such for such a low bar. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, go go to any bar right about closing time. A bunch of drunk people that are sad about losing their job and their wife and their dog and the pickup truck yeah, and all sure. that stuff. And you can do all kinds of quote harvesting and reaping. You know, what I mean? it's, <laughs> yeah, sure. it's not real. Don't settle for that. Go for the real gold, which is harvesting of disciples who make disciples. Be one. Yeah. Second, God always provides for and fulfills that which He calls and commands. So when Jesus says, "Hey, pray to the Lord of the harvest," you know. Because the, there's so much to harvest out there. You know, when God promised to fill the world with his glory, he meant it. Hmm. And Jesus showed us the means to accomplish this when he said, go and make disciples. So when you trust God with your words and your stuff and your time, he will bring the harvest. Yeah. He always provides for what he fulfills and commands. Man. Third, um, and you said this earlier, are, are you living lives that demand a gospel explanation? Remember the analogy of sowing seeds is like dropping a stone in someone's shoe? You know, how is your life, your community, your family, your words dropping stones in people's shoes that they're now looking for ways to deal with it? Hmm. And are you are you looking to close the deal or give your life away? Give your life to people. Walk with them, even with the stones in their shoes. And, yeah. and you're going you're gonna to have uh, the ability to reap a great harvest out there. Because like Jesus said, believe it. The harvest is white. It's just, it's, there's, there's no one who's willing to give their life to people mm. long enough to help move from unbelief to belief in every area. Yeah, We get to, though, man. We get to. Hey, if you want a copy of those Big Three Takeaway downloads, you can get them by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 184. We'll get those right away to you. Hey, quick question. I know this probably is the last week we're going to even be able to mention it, but I think you have maybe one spot, two spots left for your coaching. Coaching is starting up here in a few days. If if you've been hearing us the last few weeks talking about life in missional community and, and, and how to transition conversations to spiritual things, and a lot of this sounds new to you, or you're like today even like, holy cow, this Matthew 9 kind of flipped you know flipped me upside down with understanding the harvest. Um, I, we do, my wife and I and, and other, we, we offer coaching mm-hmm. and we'll walk with people from either, you know, how do I begin to like live a life of discipleship at home and with my kids and then have it go outward? Cause I, you know, I want to do that or I want to start a missional community. I know I do. How do I start one from scratch? That's, that's the, you know, the right way. Sure. How do I do that? I really don't know, but I know I want it. I want, I want to live this life you're talking about. Or maybe you're in a small group or you lead small groups at your church and you're like, they're duds. <laughs> I want, I want it to be missional community. I want the gospel to be huge and all that. Well, this is what we coach to all these mm-hmm. things. And so, yeah, if you, if you want to get involved, it, maybe by the time you hear this, it could be too late. Yeah. I, I wouldn't wait around. I, it, seriously, we're recording this not on the day it airs. And yeah. so it could be too late, but if you go to one, two, three, lifeschool.com forward slash coaching, yeah. um, fill out the thing. And if there's slots, we'll let you know, but it's going to be like, boom, you know, like we're into it. We're starting up real soon so. right away. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Of course. Hey, join us next week. We're going to talk about the idea of justice as restoration. You're super, I mean, you had mentioned this and you're like, yeah, oh, justice and this. mercy, love, mercy, do justice. What does justice mean? Yeah. How about we look at justice as restoration? Yeah. That's what it says in the Bible. So that'll be kind of a fun topic. Huh? Awesome. Join us for that. That's next Monday. As always, we're just, as we said, starting this up. So we're so great to have this tribe alongside of us. It's a blast putting these shows together. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us. Yeah. yeah. More information on the show, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Oh, 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 oh